What's good? What's good, party people? It's your girl, Candia, your personal hype woman on a mission to help you show up and speak up anyway, despite dealing with fear, uncertainty, or self-doubt. So the other day, during one of my leadership development workshops, we were talking about time management and ways to get more things done in a day without sacrificing your peace or your sanity and managing the frustration and overwhelm that often comes with leading a team, juggling multiple personalities and priorities. And I asked each of the managers and executives that were in the workshop, I said, if you had one more hour in your day, what would you do? And the overwhelming majority of them said something related to their family health or their hobbies. I had someone say, I would love to read more. I would like to go to the gym more. Or I would like to go to the gym, period. <laughs> I would love to get away from my desk and walk during the day. Someone said, I would like to call my grandma or my mom. I would do that more. The thing that I realized is that most of these leaders they wake up in the morning with the best intentions to do all those things, and then life happens. Work gets busy. Text or email notifications are popping throughout the day. You're in meeting after meeting, and next thing you know, the workday is over. Interestingly enough, though, what I realized is that most of these individuals are waiting to indulge in that activity that will bring them so much joy and satisfaction. They're placing that activity at the end of their day. They're placing that activity during the weekend. And by that time, you're tired. You're frustrated. You're overwhelmed. And so this acknowledges two profound truths. On the one hand, neglecting your personal well-being affects your professional performance. And two, while you may be achieving results at work, the satisfaction is diminished because it comes at a cost of the things that really bring you joy, family, health, hobbies, all the things. So the mindset shift that I propose is this, start prioritizing your personal commitments at the start or middle of your day, rather than waiting until the end of the day or waiting until the weekend to enjoy them and to keep these commitments to yourself one of the practices that I strongly live by is that we should work from a calendar, not a to-do list. Because I don't know about you, but when a task or activity such as calling one of my friends or checking in with someone I love, it feels more like a commitment to showing up for that person or for that activity rather than just a suggestion that's just going to stay on my to-do list and get transferred over to the next week. When it's on your calendar as a commitment, like a meeting at your job, it increases the likelihood of it being completed. Now, of course, sometimes I hit snooze on calling my mama or my auntie. But listen, I'm snoozing for an hour or two, but it gets done. You see, our calendars are powerful tools. And we often reserve our calendars for work appointments or big personal commitments like birthdays, weddings, or vacations, or doctor's appointments. I believe, though, that you should also schedule those minor yet powerful moments that could really change how you feel about your day, that could really strengthen the relationship that you have with someone you love or someone that you deeply appreciate. When you use your calendar for both personal and professional things, big, small, little, and different, 
you ensure that both aspects of your life receive that equal attention. So now, when your calendar alarm goes off because you have something scheduled, it's no longer solely about reminding you to put other people and their situations first. It's also, it's also reminding you that you too are a priority for the day or for the moment. And I also realize that a calendar is very visual for me. And so when I'm looking at my calendar over the week, because I actually color block certain activities, for instance, for coaching and training, it's green. For family, it's purple. Orange stuff, or is it yellow? I think it's yellow. Are my administrative things that I need to get done. But anywho, when I look at my calendar, either on my desktop or on my phone, it gives me a good snapshot of whether I am meeting my work-life harmony commitment, my pinky promise to myself to also find joy in my day. And look, real talk, we know that sometimes work might outweigh personal. Sometimes personal might outweigh work, right? But it's an opportunity for you to keep yourself accountable. It's this opportunity for you to get a view of your calendar and saying, wait a minute now, these things are not harmonious. You know, these activities are not harmonious between my work and my personal life. Some of us are burned out and we're overwhelmed simply because we need some more ease, some fun, some love in our lives that we've been delaying. And let me be clear, when I say love, I'm not even talking about intimate love. I'm talking about being around people who support and who truly love you and know you. Being around people who have similar interests. These people love the same things that you love. We often talk about self-care. Sometimes it's not so much about self-care, but community care. So for me, I can get community care from my gardening groups. I can get my community care from my good girls, right, when we go out to happy hour. But sometimes we can't go to happy hour. Sometimes I need to put them on a three-way conversation like old school. And I vent, laugh, cry, rejuvenate, and return to work. I think part of the reason why we don't integrate these things or these activities in the middle of our day or at the beginning of the day is I believe as a society, many of us have gotten to this awful place, including myself at one time, where we believe that we're not worthy of a break because we haven't worked enough yet. We feel like we have to achieve something big outside of ourselves, something tangible outside of ourselves, which will then give us permission to get a break, to have a good time, to relax and enjoy life. But imagine if we reimagined our schedule to prioritize these joyful moments. And what if instead of waiting for one large block of time on the weekend or during the evening to do these things, what if we commit to just 20 minutes one day a week, whether it's midday or the first thing in the morning, to indulge in some of those activities that bring you joy. Reading one chapter of a book at maybe 1 o'clock p.m. for 30 minutes or 6 a.m. for 30 minutes instead of waiting for one large block of time where you can read after dinner or before you go to bed. Get out of the habit of thinking that because you can't dedicate a full four hours or three hours or two hours that it's not good enough. Nine times out of 10, when personal commitments find a place on the calendar, they take on a new weight 
of importance. A few years ago, I read this book, The 12-Week Year, and it talks about how significant achievements can be made in 12 weeks rather than the typical 12 months in which we try to achieve a specific goal, whether it's a long-term goal or a short-term goal. And so the author talks about this strategy of time blocking. He believes it's about dividing your workday into three types of blocks, strategic blocks, buffer blocks, and breakout blocks. Breakout blocks is where the fun begins. That's where we're going to focus primarily on our time today because we focus on leisure and play. But now your strategic blocks are your power hours. They're three uninterrupted hours a week dedicated to your most critical work. So whether you are an entrepreneur who's focused on revenue generating activities or you're an executive working on strategies for the future. Now, I also believe a strategic block can mean 90 minutes as well to help you concentrate, get your creative energy flowing without disturbances. The next block is the buffer block. Now, a buffer block is only 30 minutes. And so the purpose of it is to group together activities that tend to be unproductive. The activities like checking your emails, answering calls, they're low value tasks that typically throw us off our game and we spend way too much time dibbing in and out of them. And so that's a buffer block. Now let's talk about the fun one, the breakout block. This is the purpose of this whole episode of this podcast. A breakout block is dedicated time for play. And traditionally, in a breakout block, the author describes it as a minimum of three hours carved out during your usual work hours to rejuvenate your mind and your soul. It's a respite, a scheduled departure from your work to engage in activities that rejuvenate your spirit and spark some creativity to engage and play or pursue hobbies, which is crucial for maintaining, I believe, not only your creative edge, but your mental health and well-being. Now, when it comes to a breakout block, you're not committing to a midday departure midweek every week, but it's something that you can look forward to maybe once a quarter. If you can get away with once a month, that would be great too, but maybe once a quarter or once every other month. So for instance, next week, I am super excited. I'm going well watching with my big sis. I bought my sister tickets to this whale watching excursion for Christmas and we are finally going and it's for three hours. I believe it starts at 10. So we'll go till one o'clock and guess what? Candy is going to come back home and return to my workday. I'm also looking forward to a pottery class this year. So I took a pottery class last year, but this year I wanted to do the wheel throwing. Wheel throwing is the technique where you get your hands dirty. You are using your hands to shape round ceramics using a pottery wheel. So last year when I did the pottery course, it was you are like cutting out pottery shapes and then you kind of press them together. But I want to move up to the big league. And I don't know about y'all, but ever since I seen that movie, Ghost with Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, and Whoopi Goldberg, that's one of my favorites, by the way. Makes me cry. But anywho, I've been obsessed with this wheel throwing technique for far too many years now. Okay, but your girl is making that happen in the second quarter. That is going to be my breakout activity. A few years ago, I was a part of this mastermind group and we met at the Willard Intercontinental 
Hotel in Washington, D.C. for afternoon tea like a royal. It's a luxurious tea experience. And you get loose leaf teas, finger sandwiches, pastries, freshly baked scones. Those scones, was they were amazing. And the hotel is beautiful. It it's, has pillars going throughout the, especially that first floor. And I've never stayed at the hotel. But the area where you indulge in this afternoon tea, it just takes you back to old world charm. It's fancy and all the things. And then you just have an excuse to get all cute, okay? Because I was looking cute that day. All the ladies, we were looking cute that day. So it's an opportunity to dress, dress up and be fancy. But anywho, one of the women, I think it was Dee Marshall, hey Dee, she shared that she does race car driving at times for her breakout moment. And the cool thing about scheduling breakout blocks is that you're not doing it every week, but maybe you indulge in a breakout block once a quarter or once a month. So consider things like that, a midweek break to disrupt your routine. And listen, I know people's circumstances are different. One of y'all is sitting right here listening to me saying, listen, I can't afford to give myself a few hours off. A peace of mind is priceless. Use your sick time wisely. You don't have to be sick and down in the dumps to take a day off. A breakout block is a scheduled activity. At some point, you're going to be sick. Now, it may not be on that day, but listen, that's between me and you. Okay, that's between me and you. I was talking to someone the other day and they were telling me how much sick time they had at work. And I'm like, why don't you take your sick time? Well, I don't need to, and I work, bump that. You need to take your sick time. You don't have to be sick to take your sick time. And my thing is, sometimes your sick time is the fact that you just need a sanity break before you get sick. It's like airborne. Y'all know those airborne pills that you take when you start to feel a cold coming on? Sometimes when you start to feel that frustration and overwhelm coming on, take your sick day, okay? You, you doing what you need to do. To prevent the sickness. And this is what a breakout block is all about. Doing something exhilarating out of the ordinary to prevent you from getting sick. Consider it your midweek pause. Instead of the usual weekend break, why not a Tuesday or Wednesday? Inject some spontaneity in your life. If you have family, you may want to do a zoo trip on a Wednesday or a beach trip, right? Or a movie date with your boo thing or an intimate date with your boo thing. Look, I don't really recommend scheduling those sexual activities, but hey, some of y'all got to do what y'all got to do. You know, when the kids is out the door, okay, they out the house for a minute, you got to do what you got to do, all right? This is not really what Candy Conversations is about. But anywho, no, yes, it is. Listen, y'all know we like to keep it real in the Candy Conversations streets, and we got to recognize our needs and our desires, and we got to be creative how we go about getting our needs met. But anywho, let's stop waiting for the weekend or vacation time to enjoy life. Over the last three years, I have heard or I know of too many people who live to work or live to wait for retirement to enjoy their lives. And then their health takes a hit and they can no longer do the things that they wanted to do. Or sometimes, listen, life comes at you fast. And guess what? You got to change course. So you have to adapt really quickly and you realize your schedule becomes restrictive. Due to life happening, you can no longer do some things, right? And so make time for what truly invigorates you because the only moment that you are promised is the moment that you have right before you. These moments away from work are not just breaks. They're a conscious decision to infuse life 
with joy. It's about making space for the things that refuel your spirit for hobbies. I'm a gardener. If you've been around the Candid Conversations podcast for some time, you know I'm talking about my gardening shenanigans. Uh, And so sometimes midday, I take a break to plant something new. I take a, a break to enjoy my loved ones, to enjoy new experiences. And then the end, these are the moments that we cherish. And so here's the thing. If you are looking for breakout activities that you can do midday, I like to lovingly start Groupon or even Airbnb experiences. So now Airbnb, I don't know if you all know this, but you can search the experiences and choose activities in your local area or whatever. Airbnb is not only about renting homes anymore. You can look at the activities and events right in your backyard. And it's an opportunity for you to meet some people and take a break from the day. Harsh truth time. We don't like to think about death, but death is an inevitable part of our life. Even as you are listening to me right now, someone somewhere has taken their last breath. And one day it will be me, one day it will be your turn. By recognizing that our time on this earth is limited, we can prioritize or it should encourage us to prioritize what truly matters and make the most of every moment. At the end of your time on this earth, chances are you're not going to be sitting around thinking, oh, I was just laying here reminiscing over how many hours I spent at the office or how many hours I spent on that project or at my desk. Nine times out of 10, you're going to be focused on those moments you spent with your loved ones or the experiences that brought you so much joy and peace. Prioritize them like you prioritize other people, companies, organizations, and all the things. I know somebody sitting here saying, wow, Candida got real deep. I was feeling it and we in a dark place. Let me lift you up real quick. Okay. The only moment that you can ever control is the moment that you have right now. Make the best of it. What is the smallest action that you can take to plan for a breakout day? Think about it this way. Who are the people that you would like to experience more of? What are the events, experiences, lessons, or words of encouragement would you like to share with them or leave them with? Share them with them right now. Take a moment out of your day. Text them, call them. Hey, I'm thinking of you. I'm missing you. Let's get together. Now, if this episode resonated with you in in any way, please share it with your people. Show the Candid Conversations podcast some love, okay, by leaving a five-star review. I appreciate y'all, and we will talk next week.